When wishes were horses and beggars could ride, in a stone castle by the sea there lived a rich land. How am I supposed to choose? There are so many. And so he left the trail, and he followed the sound of the music. I am the goat from the hills and the mountains. And when I have finished eating these herbs and these vegetables, then I shall eat you, too. Once upon a time, and welcome to the Story Story Podcast. I'm your host, Rachel Ann Harding, and I have some stories for you. This is a podcast to hear traditional stories told by some of the best storytellers in the world. It will take you to long ago and far away, and will bring you back safely. The early sunset in winter makes me sleepy. And as the dark closes in, I tend to click on lamps around the house, giving a soft and cozy glow. My favorite lamp is right next to my reading chair in the kitchen. One evening, with a steaming cup of peppermint tea at my elbow, I had just started into the latest book that had arrived, when the lamplight started to flicker, then went out. Sighing, I put the book down and went to the closet to retrieve a new light bulb. I unscrewed the lampshade, but paused as I reached for the burnt-out bulb. Like a little whisper from inside the bulb, there came a faint The first teller for this episode is Noah Baum. She is an award-winning storyteller, educator, and public speaker, performing internationally with diverse audiences ranging from the World Bank and prestigious universities and congregations to festivals, government agencies, schools, and detention centers. Her stories draw from diverse cultures and personal experience to highlight our similarities, celebrate our differences, and encourage curiosity, awareness, and acceptance. This story is from her CD, Far Away and Close to Home, and is the tale, Turkey and the Mayor. Welcome back. This is another love story. Long ago, in the days when Placerville was called Hangtown, there was an old man, old Samuel everyone called him. He lived in a shack outside the town, and he was so poor, he had nothing but one turkey. But he loved that turkey. He loved that turkey so much that no matter how hungry he was, he could never bring himself to kill the turkey and eat it. Folks in the town thought he was a little touched in the head. I mean, after all, if a man's hungry and he's got a turkey, what's the logical thing to do? Eat it. But old Samuel would hear nothing of it. Now the turkey, he liked it fine. He was an independent kind of turkey, liked strutting up and down the country roads by himself all day. And one day, as he was strutting down the road, he suddenly saw something glimmering in the dust. He bent down and he saw it was a piece of gold. He thought to himself, why, with this gold, my old man will never be hungry again. He picked it up on his beak and he turned around to go to old Samuel's shack, when suddenly he bumped beak 
to belly with the mayor of the town. Now the mayor of the town, he was big. I mean, he was big. His belly went way before him. He was also very rich. And as rich as he was, he was greedy, the greediest man you've ever met. The minute he saw that gold glimmering in the turkey's beak, he said, Hey, turkey, give me that gold. And the turkey looked up at him with his big googly eyes and he said, Uh, 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 uh. <laughs> The mayor was not used to anybody saying no to him. He said, turkey, you heard what I said. You give me that gold now. Turkey looked up at him with his big googly eyes and he said, Uh, 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 uh. <laughs> Mayor said, now, Turkey, you listen here. This here is my town. This here is my road. And that here is my gold. Now you give it. And the turkey, he looked up at him. And what did he say? <laughs> the mayor got upset. He called to his sheriff, who was standing all along behind him, but nobody could see him because he was so skinny. Sheriff, get that gold out of the turkey's beak now. Sheriff said, yes, sir. Anything you say, sir. <laughs> and he bent down and snatched that gold out of the turkey's beak. And then he and the mayor went back to the mayor's house, locked that piece of gold in the mayor's chest of treasures. And the poor turkey, he was left there in the middle of the road, but only for a minute. He immediately turned around, followed them all the way to the mayor's house, flew up to the mayor's window, stood right on top of the mayor's window sill, and started to... Sing, gobble go, gobble go, gobble gobble go, give me back my gold or woe is you. Gobble go, gobble go, gobble gobble go, give me back my gold or woe is you. And he didn't stop. The mayor was sitting down to have his supper. He said, Sheriff, Sheriff, get that noise out of my window. I want to have my supper in peace. Yes, sir. What would you like me to do with them, sir? Oh, just, um, throw him in the well. Drown the thing. Yes, sir. Anything you say, sir. <laughs> and the sheriff, he grabbed that turkey and he threw him smack down to the bottom of the well. And the turkey could feel the water bubbling up, bubbling up, bubbling up. And he thought, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? What am I going to do? So he sang to his stomach. Stomach of mine, stomach of mine, drink up all the water and I'll be fine. His stomach drank up all the water in the well. And he flew back to the mayor's window, stood right on that windowsill and started to sing. Gobble, go, gobble, go, gobble, gobble, go, give me back my gold or woe is you. Gobble, go, gobble, go, gobble, gobble, go, give me back my gold or woe is you. And he didn't stop. The mayor was getting upset. Sheriff, I told you to get rid of that turkey. Now you get rid of that. Yes, sir. What would you like me to do with him, sir? <laughs> Just cook the thing. Burn it to death. <laughs> yes, sir. Anything you say, sir. <laughs> That sheriff grabbed the turkey, put him in a pot, lit the fire beneath him, and the turkey could feel those flames scorching his poor feathers, and he thought, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? What am I going to do?
So he sang to his stomach, stomach of mine, stomach of mine, spit up all the water and I'll be fine. His stomach spit up all the water, put out the fire, so he could fly back from there to the mayor's window, stand right on the windowsill and start to sing. Gobble, 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 give me back my gold or woe is you. Gobble, 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 give me back my gold or woe is you. And he did not stop. Now the mayor was getting really mad. Sheriff, you get in here. Sheriff, I told you to get rid of that nuisance. Now you get rid of it. Yes, sir. What would you like me to do with them, sir? Just, just put them on an anthill. Let those ants eat them alive. Yes, sir. Anything you say, sir. And the sheriff grabbed that turkey and he put him on top of an anthill and those mean red ants, they crawled out and they started biting and eating that poor turkey and he thought, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? What am I going to do? So he sang to his stomach, stomach of mine, stomach of mine, eat up all the ants and I'll be fine. His stomach ate up all those ants. So he could fly back to that window, stand right on the windowsill, and start to sing. Gobble, go, gobble, go, gobble, gobble, go. Give me back my gold, or woe is you. Gobble, go, gobble, go, gobble, gobble, go. Give me back my gold, or woe is you. And he didn't stop. The mayor by now was so mad he could barely speak. <laughs> Sheriff! <laughs> Sheriff, get rid of that turkey! Yes, sir. What would you like me to do with them, sir? I don't care. You think of an idea. Me, sir? You! <laughs> Sheriff scratched his head. Well, sir? Suppose you could always sit on him, sir. Kind of squish the life out of him. <laughs> the mayor liked that idea. And so the sheriff grabbed the turkey and put him on a big velvety chair. And the mayor sat on that turkey. And the turkey could feel the life being squished out of him. What am I going to do? What am I going to do? What am I going to do? So he sang to his stomach. Stomach of mine, and stomach of mine. Spit up all the ants and I'll be fine. <laughs> His stomach spit up all those ants. And those mean red ants, they started biting and eating that mayor in the you-know-where. Oh! He jumped up. He started running all over the hollering, hollering at the top of his voice. Oh, 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 give him old, old, give him his gold. <laughs> and Sheriff said, Yes, sir. Anything you say, sir. And he opened up that chest of treasures. And the turkey looked inside and saw, saw his piece of gold, gold, nice and snug, next to lots of other pieces of gold, gold and silver and precious stones. Do you know what he did? He sang to his stomach. Stomach of mine, stomach of mine. Eat up all the treasure and I'll be fine. <laughs> 
His stomach ate up all the, tre the treasure in that chest, and then he strutted down that dusty road back to old Samuel's shack, stood right in the middle, and sang to his neck. Stomach of mine, stomach of mine, spit up all the treasure and you'll, you'll be fine. His stomach did just that, and with all that treasure, why, he and old Samuel never knew another day of hunger. And last I heard, they're living still, old Samuel and that turkey together. Today's fairy tale sponsor is Little Red Hen Employment Agency. You've built the cafe, or started your tailoring shop, or the service that helps bodyguards for those who walk through the woods. But who will help you feed the customers? Who will help you cut the cloth? Who will help you guide the travelers? When you're ready to expand your business, Little Red Hen Employment Agency is here to help. They will sort the good eggs from the bad, doing background checks through all fairy tale volumes for hidden stories, contacting all references, and only sending you the most qualified applicants for you to interview. Little Red Hen Employment Agency. Find someone who is willing to help you make the bread. Little Red Hen Employment Agency. Helping you find someone who is willing to help you make the bread. We have a new review titled Great for All Ages 5 Stars by MandaB83, who says, I recently found this podcast and I'm so glad I did. My kids, ages 5 and 8, love it and already have some favorites. They'll sit quietly and draw while listening. We also listen in the car, great for a long trip. My husband and I really enjoy the stories too. Having this collection of oral storytellers all together is priceless. Thank you, MandaB83, for your kind review, and we're so glad you're enjoying the podcast. When we record, it is so fun to imagine who might be listening to this. The soft snoring was emanating from the bulb that was still dark and screwed into the lamp. I bent over and put my ear closer, and there was again a little snore. Looking closely, I saw in the base of the light bulb a little fuzzy creature curled up sleeping, and from it came those little noises. I gently tapped on the glass, and the little creature stirred, sighed, and opened one eye. As it opened an eye, it started to glow. But it held up a little paw with one finger in the air, as if asking for one more minute. I slowly and gently unscrewed the bulb and placed it in the closet. The new bulb worked well, and perhaps in spring, when things are a little brighter, that sleepy light creature will shine again. The second teller for this episode is Nora Dooley. She is a storyteller as well as an educator, critically acclaimed children's author, and creator of Stories Live. She's the founder of MassMouth.org and the Greater Boston Story Slam series. She is a generous and engaging storyteller, and this is her telling Tony and the Donkey. Once, there was this boy, Tony, 
He was so lazy and so stubborn and so impossible that one day his own mama said to him, Out, via, show your feet to the road and your back to me, and don't you come home till you can earn your own keep. So Tony, he started walking, and by dinner time he was far from home and very hungry. By the side of the road he saw a beautiful garden, and in this garden was every good thing to eat. There were peaches, tomatoes, cucumbers, all kinds of things. Well, his stomach said eat, and Tony, who didn't listen to much, he listened to his stomach, and he was quite full of all good things to eat when Pappy Ogre, the magical giant who owned that garden, came walking by. Pappy Ogre roared, You! You ate my food. You're a little worm in my garden. Now you owe me. So what is it going to be? You could work for a year and a day for me, or you could be my dinner. And that's how Tony got his first job. He worked hard for a year and a day, and finally Papi Ogre came up to him and said, Alora, it's been a year and a day. I give you your pay. You can go home and visit Mama. And with a flourish, Pappy Ogre gave Tony the lead to a grumpy and mangy old donkey. Tony said, uh, thank you? Oh, but no, said Pappy Ogre. This is no ordinary donkey. With this donkey watch, all you have to do is say, Ari, Ari, donkey, donkey, money, money, and prababoom, gold comes right out of his behind. And so the gold fell to the ground. Papi Ogre said to Tony, don't tell anyone about this until you get home, Gabish, you understand? Oh, Zio, yes, said Tony. And with coins jingling in his pocket, he started walking home. By and by, Tony came to an inn. He thought to himself, why should I go home right away? Why don't I stop, yes, and rest? So he went to the innkeeper and asked for a room for himself, a special room for his donkey, and the best dinner gold could buy. Now, this innkeeper, he was dishonest, and he was also no fool. He was also very curious. How did a scooch like Tony have so much money? Well, Tony ate too much and drank too much and talked too much. He told the innkeeper all about his donkey, and then he fell right asleep into his soup. The innkeeper took Tony's donkey and found one that looked just like it and switched donkeys while Tony was sleeping. The next day, Tony went home with a heavy head and the wrong donkey. Tony's poor mother was just about to eat her little meal of spaghetti with a little bit of olive oil and a little bit of salt and one little sprig of parsley when Tony came waltzing in, pulling his donkey right behind him. What are you doing, said Mama. Oh, welcome me home, Mama. What are you eating? That, that's garbage. And he threw it out the window. He said, Mama, you're going to be amazed when you see my donkey. His mother said, my meal. You're going to be amazed when you see the back of my hand. No, no, Mama, Mama, look. My donkey, he makes gold. You watch. And he said, Ari, Ari, donkey, donkey, money, money. And he pulled the sheet off his mama's bed and put it underneath the donkey's behind. But nothing happened. So he yelled it, and then he whispered it, and, and still nothing happened, except, of course, that steam started to pour out of his mama's ears. So, so Tony takes her broom and hits the donkey with it, and this poor donkey was so surprised, it does what a donkey usually does from the back end. And Mama screamed and took the broom and said, Bien, via, you leave this house, you're going to be the death of me. And she swept him and the donkey and uh, everything else out the door, and Tony went running home to Pappy Ogre. Papi Ogre said, well, did you do as I told you? Well, not exactly, said Tony. 
Is it back to work for me? Yes, said Pappy Ogre. And Tony worked for another year and a day. And then Pappy Ogre comes to him and says, Va bene, you worked, so I pay. And you can go home. Take this. And he brought out a small, tattered white tablecloth. Tony looked at it and said, uh, thank you? Oh, but no, says Pappy Ogre. This is no ordinary tablecloth. With this tablecloth, all you have to do is say, manja, manja, cloth, cloth, food, food. And everything you could ever want to eat and drink will appear. You close it up, and it's cleaned up. But don't tell anybody about it till you get home, Gabish. Why don't you try it? So Tony said, Manja, manja, cloth, cloth, food, food. And fafum, there was such a feast in front of a Madonna Mia. There was salami, there was cheese, olives, sausages, fish, pasta, wine, fruit, pastries, and espresso. Tony ate enough for a horse and then folded up his tablecloth and was on his way. He was just passing by the inn as the sun was setting. The innkeeper saw him and said, Hey, Tony, why don't you come in and tell us how you've been? Oh, no, says Tony, I just need a spot to sleep in the stable. Uh, as long as I have my tablecloth, I've got my food. Well, Tony went into the stable, and he had another dinner, as big as the first. And that foxy innkeeper, he followed him in and watched and listened. And while Tony was sleeping, the innkeeper switched cloths, and Tony went home the next day with hay in his hair and the wrong tablecloth. Oh, you know what he did next, of course. At home, he showed his mother his not-magic tablecloth and what a bella frittata that was. She yelled, she screamed, she swept him out of the house, and Tony went running back to Pappy Ogre. Back again, huh? Well, did you do as I told you, said Pappy Ogre. Well, not exactly, says Tony. All right, well, back to work for you, says Pappy Ogre. And after another year and a day, Tony wants to go see his mama. All right, all right, says Pappy Ogre. You worked, so I pay. Here is a stick. No, don't look like that. It's a special stick. With this stick, all you have to say is, let me have it, let me have it, and I will give something very special to whoever says that. Go ahead, Tony. Why don't you try it? So Tony tried it, and the stick flew at him and beat him about the head and the shoulders and the head and the shoulders. Stick, stick, be still, still, said Pappy Ogre. And the stick jumped into his hand. Now, Tony... Don't tell anybody about this stick until you get home, Gabish. Well, I think that that stick was really magical because Tony reached the inn with an idea knocked into his head. The crafty innkeeper was happy to see him. Well, Tony, what's new? Come in, come in. And Tony said, I have this very special stick to take home, and I was wondering, could I spend the night in your stable? Oh, certainly, said the innkeeper, of course. And Tony asked, could you keep my stick safe while I sleep? Whatever you do, don't say, let me have it, let me have it, or else you'll see something really spectacular. The person who says that gets something really special. Well, later that night, while Tony pretended to sleep, the innkeeper took his stick and tested it. And it flew about the room, beating him without mercy. The innkeeper's screams woke Tony. He was screaming, Aiuto, mezio, cani, aiuto, maledetto. Tony ran in and said to the innkeeper, Have you had enough? Oh, yes, yes. Well, then give me back my donkey, said Tony. Oh, yes, yes. And my cloth? Yes, yes, anything. Well, then, stick, stick, be still, still, said Tony. And the stick flew to his hand. Tony took his donkey and his tablecloth and his stick the next day and set out for Mama's house. 
Now, when Tony's mother saw him coming, she locked all the doors and windows. Dear my sister, she wailed, you're back again. Oh, and with that donkey, not that donkey. Oh, let us in, Mama, said Tony. Oh, no, no, not you two again. May the devil catch you both. Oh, no, you're not coming into my house. Wait, watch this, Mama, said Tony. Let me have it. And how that stick jumped and whacked him. And his mama, being an Italian mama, ran out to save him. And Tony yelled, stick, stick, be still, still. Allora, he said, as he caught the stick and pushed his way inside the house with the donkey on his heels. Watch this, mama, he said. Adi, adi, donkey, donkey, money, money. And the coins clinked and jangled onto the floor. Mama looked up just in time to see the gold spilling everywhere as Tony set the table with his cloth. Manja, manja, cloth, cloth, food, food, he said. And Tony and his mama sat down to eat a feast so big and so good, they are probably eating it still. Thank you for listening to the Story Story Podcast. Show the love. Find Noah Baum and Nora Dooley on the internet. Tell them you heard them on the podcast and now want to hear them tell more stories. You can connect with me and the podcast on Facebook or Instagram at Story Story Podcast or Rachel Ann Harding. The beautiful brains behind the fairy tale sponsor was Lynn Ford. The inspiration for the true fairy tale was a light bulb going out in my lamp. You can see the fairy tale sponsor ads on the Story Story Podcast Instagram and Facebook page. While you're there, let me know the favorite story you have heard or the favorite stories of your childhood. Who knows? Maybe you'll hear them here soon. This podcast is made possible by patrons like you. Consider becoming a patron or joining the mailing list to get podcast goodies or writing a review on Apple Podcasts, which helps other story lovers find and enjoy the show. You will hear more stories next week, but until then, live happily ever after. Mary-Kate opened up the door, and there, on the doorstep, wrapped in his own blanket, was her baby. And to this day, Anansi spins webs so that he can catch the flea, the fly, and the moth that got away. If you go down to the lake, on a clear day, when the water lies as calm as a sheet of glass, you can still see the rooftops of the castle glittering in the sunlight. And if you listen really closely, you can even hear the festive music from the royal court. Once upon a time, and welcome to the Story Story Podcast.